right, Kevin Barker, three of four from the Yankees. Mission accomplished? Absolutely. What did you want him to do? Sweep? Sweep would have been nice, ah, I mean, but I mean, I'm on. getting greedy now. I'm, getting, I'm just getting greedy now. Three of four from the Yankees. Yankees still have an eight-game lead uh, in the East after that 4-2 win over the Jays. But the American League East standings side, because I think most of us just kind of have, have, have given the Yankees the AL East title for a while now. That aside, Kevin, I we were talking a little bit off the air. I love what I saw to the Jays for a couple of reasons. Starting pitching was the type of starting pitching that gives you a shot in the playoffs. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit, but it does. Well said. Jose Barrios, I mean, it all, Mitch White, it gives you a shot. I'll take that any day. From those four yeah, starters. Yeah, Mitch White's probably not going to start in the playoffs. No, but, 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 but what but I'm I saying, your point. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is the starting pitching the starting pitching is good enough to get you there. And if what we saw from Jose Barrios is what we're going to get the rest of the year, it's good enough to win. It's good enough to win you a series. But more than anything else, what I like, I love the fact that the Jays, for four days, for four days, they gave the Yankees grief. They didn't just beat them in three or four games. They gave them grief. And yesterday, even though it didn't work out ultimately in the end, I think when John Schneider pinch hit for Santiago Espinal, putting Kevin Biggio up, forcing Aaron Boone's hand, then putting George Spring up. First of all, I'm with you. I don't know why if you're Aaron Boone, you're worried about Kevin Biggio. But... What I liked is John Schneider forced the other manager's hand. As I said, they lost the game 4-2. He forced Aaron Boone's hand, which tells me that the Jays are a pretty confident group, not just the players, but the coaching staff is a pretty confident group going against the Yankees because I think that they'll, they'll come away from that game knowing they had a chance to win and also knowing that they really did they forced they forced the play with the Yankees if the Yankees Yankees the Yankees had to work for that 4-2 win they did oh, well there's there's a lot to unpack of what you just said there Let, let's start with what the Blue Jays did well I like Barrios I like the changes that he's made I like the simplifying of the hands, not as much movement. You want to repeat it over and over and over again. You want to get it out front. That's the best way you do it, right? You you simplify it. Takes a man to look himself in the mirror and go, hey, this ain't working. Even, if it, took, even if it takes uh, two months to do uh, well, it. Well, I mean, it's better late than never. It sure is. So, sure you, is. you know, you you go home, you look in the mirror, you say this ain't going to work. We we get together, we figure it out. We give our team a chance to win. We, we don't kill our bullpen. I mean, that's this time of the year. You know, the bullpen has all of a sudden found a little slot. You know, well, I know Simber gave it up yesterday by throwing back-to-back sliders late in the game. Now, Ben Intendi hasn't hit a homer in 51 games. Yeah. I, do you throw Do you throw him something he could pull late in the game with that short porch and ride? That's the only thing you can argue back-to-back sliders. I mean, my thought was slider, fastball, then go back to the slider. Uh, that would be me, too. If you but, want to get beat, I know a guy, he, he's not a home run hitter. But that little short porch over yeah. there, if, you know, Ben Intendi late in the game – if there's any time against a certain guy that you're going to try and sell out a little, try and create a little backspin, get it out in front a little sooner, you know, it, you would hope 
pitcher and catcher would realize that. I know. Hasn't hit a home run in 51 games. Yeah. But if there's any time that you want to do that, especially when your team's struggling, it would probably be then why give him a chance. Make him hit the ball the other way. It's a home run over the other way to left field. You tip your hat to him. You say good job. If he just, can take Adam Simber to the opposite field, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm if, more than if that, he, that's If that's he takes anybody yeah. the opposite field, you tip your hat to right. him. So I don't like pitch sequencing. But, again, I like the bullpen. Bass was good. Garcia, other than not striking anybody out, I'd like to see more punch outs. But he now is, you know, maybe relying a little bit more on putting the ball in play instead of punching you out. Jordan Romano, you got to like that. Zach Pop. Zach Pop is an yeah, yeah. he's an interesting dude, man. There's something there. I want to see him. I want to see him next year when they get him at the you know the PDC and working sure. that slider a little bit. That man, there's something there. And David Phelps, David Phelps had uh, what he had five punch outs yeah. in the uh, the two games that he pitched in. So they they figured out seems like their bullpen, uh, their rotation. Barrios was the a little unknown. What do we do? What are we going to get? What do we do if we don't get what we want to get? So there's a lot of unknowns going into that. I th- maybe back to back he has another good one because he made some changes. The life on the the heater, the two seamer, and then the Manila start yesterday. Mm. I mean, I don't know what you take from that. I mean, he's going to give you a chance. It seems like even when he doesn't have sinker, he hasn't had a slider in a long time. Like I, like I, I don't really know what that thing is. Looked to me like it's more of a breaking ball now than than it is a slider. Occasionally he'll choke it off, try and overthrow it, get more break to it, have back foot slider you, down and away slider to a righty but now it's more back door to a lefty almost, which has more 12 six break to it instead of that one seven break to it so yeah yeah it's again I, you almost get the sense he's trying to figure it out with that pitch right now maybe and, and he's gonna figure it out might be a little strong it's just how do i get through it to give my team a chance his That's uh, more what it is, I think. Speaking of Alec Manoa, six innings, four hits, eight strikeouts yesterday. That's the most strikeouts he has had in a game since May 27th. I forgot how many pitches he threw. He, Did he Oh, you asked so many. Yes, 104. Okay, so yeah. So he's gone 104 and 107 in his last two the starts. The only reason why I say that is he faced 25 batters. He threw 10 strike ones. He gave, he gave up four hits. Yeah. Three of those were with two strikes. Yeah. So you could tell... Getting ahead and putting them away always wasn't the easiest thing. That's why I said the pitch count has went yeah. up, and that's a, a, a tribute to him. Well, even well, when you and, don't have your best stuff, yeah. And how it, do you figure it out? And, and and listen, it's you know they showed a graphic during the game. His ERA this month, um, and he's going up. He's now given up what I'm looking at nine, eight. 10 earned runs, 14 earned runs in his last five games. So let's give him 14 earned runs over 16, 22, 28 innings. Um, But I think we expected this. Like I expected, I didn't think we were going to see the guy who, you know, finished, finished June with a, with a, with an area of 209. I didn't think we're necessarily going to see that guy the rest of the year. I'm still seeing enough from him, you know, and I take, I, I take, Everything he says, I take his his word that uh, you know that he still feels fresh. He still feels strong. The, the velo is is there. ninety six. It's there. So I, for me, it's mechanical. I think we can put to bed uh, the innings, uh, the 
mindset of this time of the year, for me, it would be a little the mental part mm-hmm. and the mechanics. He's a big man. How do you pee, how do you keep it compact? Lower half connected to the upper half and the good finish. You see when he spins, it's non-competitive up arm side and the two seamer. He wants it to st- he wants to start at a certain spot so it breaks in off the plate. That's why he's so hard against righties. That's why you see him he'll hit an occasional guy like he did yesterday just because it's non-competitive out of the hand when he start when he lands it's sort of spinning arm catching up it misses arm side and then he can't command and that's why you see the pitch count go way up that's why you see the innings go down a little bit instead of seven plus now it's five and a third five and two thirds six innings he hasn't gone he hasn't gone seven innings he hasn't gone seven innings since july 15th sure his last six starts he's gone six five and a third six five five and two thirds six which is which, which is which is fine which is fine. But the beauty of that is the velocity's there. I mean, 90, when he needs it, it's the Verlander thing. It is. When he needs it, he's got it, and he can sit at it. If he yeah. needs to, you know, a hole at bat, say the fifth inning, the sixth inning with 90-plus pitches, he's still got that little velocity. So, I mean, he's 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 really good pitcher. The other, uh, a couple of points about yesterday's game as well from the Blue Jays. First of all, they had two crucial at-bats. They had a chance to, to they had a chance to, if not blow the game open to, to add on more runs, to score more runs. Matt Chapman had that uh, 5-3, that long at bat with with two out. And then Lourdes Gurriel Jr. comes up with the bases loaded fielder's choice. Now, you don't. that's not what you want necessarily from Lourdes Gurriel. And the Yankees, you know, the Yankees took advantage of some some suspect defense to get their first two runs. There was the ball that Bichette couldn't come up with. He tried to olay it. That didn't work out. And then Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I mean, that... that, that the Yankees first run, you know, Bo's going to second base. There's an, that opens the, uh, opens the area, the single to, or the balls hit to Gurriel Jr. He throws to Chapman, goes by Chapman, goes to home plate. Um, you know, I think I'm not going to criticize Manoa. I thought he was a little slow getting over to where he needed he to be. He was, you know, he, he looked like, he, he frankly, you know what he looked like Say to me? It. He looked to me like a guy who knows his third baseman's going to get that ball basically. And, and that run, it wasn't a clean game was, defensively for the Jays, but again, Kevin, they had uh, they had chances. They had chances against the Yankees. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what's their record against five hundred teams? It's a it's that record. What are they? They are they were right under five hundred at one th- point. They are thirty four and forty three for a reason because a lot of the times they don't play complete games. It's like you said. It's the little things. It's backing up a base when you're supposed to be backing it up, and you give a team that's on the ropes a little early lead that gives them a little bit of confidence that now we have the lead. We can act like we have the lead. We can do little things to keep the lead. And Nestor and Cortez loves pitching with the teams. lead. Well, Nestor Cortez is, is it's deception other than velocity and it's the fastball in. And I've told you this, that's the toughest pitch to hit in baseball. I will say this to my grave. It's the reason why I didn't spend 15 years in the big leagues is because plate awareness on the ball in it's hard especially coming from a lefty who does all that weird movement and you're trying to find release point and know, by the way, you're getting it here after all that stuff, and now it has that little crossfire action to it. It's hard to know where the plate's at, and it's hard to control that. And if you don't, and then a smart guy who can will expand a little bit more, he gets cheap outs that way, he goes deeper in games, and that's the reason why he's having a good year. So the, the Jays have today off before they start a three-game series against the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. George Springer didn't start for three games with allegedly a sore knee. 
Yeah, we went back and tried to find the Sorny. I mean, he did foul a ball off. I think his first at bat in the game, in which first he went five. To, he off went of, five for five. Off so. of Montos. I, I didn't see it. Yeah, I, that didn't look to me. It looks to me like that's a oh, well, that's a rabbit hole. We're not going to stick our head down. Yeah, but I, I would think but, I think if you did stick if you did stick your head down that rabbit hole, you'd see elbow. Uh, well, I mean, we. You'd see an elbow. There's, that's a, lot, what it there's is. a lot of there's enough smart people that watch baseball can can figure out two that. plus two, and that's fine. Hey, nobody. All listen, right. I mean, yeah, they're not in elbow knee. I mean, bottom line is he's he's not uh, he's not he's not in the lineup, and and uh, you know we've they won two out of three without hell? him. They won two or three without him, and um, yeah, we can have the George Springer. We're going to be having this discussion for the next six years. So I didn't really want to talk about it today because the Jays coming off a pretty good weekend. I do want to talk about Alec Manoa and Garrett Cole, though. That was fun. It's a little odd. It's a little odd. I know Garrett Cole didn't have a good start, and, you know, Kirk, you got the head out on a hundo, on a hundo elevated. I get it. It's sort of your pitch. is sort of, you, you know, you were brought here, paid bukus of money to when your team's going bad to end that. So we got off to a little bit of a bad, got start, a bad start, but I just don't understand that. Well, like, I, I get it that well, what are you going well, to do that judge can't do? Let's, yeah, exactly. I, Let, let's, let's replay this. One out, one on in the fifth inning. Aaron Judge is at the plate. It's, I believe it was 2-1 at the time. It was. Alec Manoa hits him with a pitch. Now, Judge is chapped. He's chapped and got hit by a pitch. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Just let me finish. Well, I, I think his first at bat, the first pitch he saw, the, was not was even it, close. That was in, and in. you could see him fish on. Yeah, but Manoa. Also, so it was also a little. They knew how they were trying to get him out. Well, also if you're Aaron Judge, I mean, it, you know, Alec Manoa does. This does happen with Alec Manoa. He he does hit guys. Sometimes his ball runs on him, whether it's intentional or not. Anyhow, so he gets hit by a pitch. He's mad because he got hit by a pitch. He's taken his. His arm, armor off, and Manoa's walked towards him, and it was completely benign. Manoa's walked towards him as if you know, hey, nothing, nothing. He gave there. a little, my bad. Yeah, he he uh, he tapped himself, my yeah. bad. That's fine. So you know, work's being performed, and then all of a sudden, the Yankees dugout guys, like Garrett Cole, jumps over, and you can see Aaron Judge like motioning, like get back in there, get back in there. Anyhow, Garrett Cole comes out and yap, yap, yap. Judge goes down to first base. Uh, Manoa walks down with him. They tap each other. Boom, we move on. No problem. But, uh, well, let's just, let's play Alec Manoa after the game. Because this is, God love Alec Manoa. He does love him. He loves him some American League East. I don't know if there's, since Jose Batista, there's been a guy, I don't know if the Jays have had a guy that loves getting up the ass of American League East teams. Like Alec Manoa does. This was Alec Manoa after the game. Been struggling with my sinker for about five, six starts now, and um, I made a pitch and uh, obviously hit Judge, and obviously uh, I looked at him and I said, "Man, you know, I'm not trying to do that." And I think he understood that. And um, I think if Garrett wants to do something, he can walk past the Audi sign next time. <laughs> okay, the Audi sign is the the sign that's on the field. Basically, what he's saying is, come, come and get you some. Come and get you some. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna if you're gonna come out of the dugout, come all the way. Don't like you know get somebody in front of me. Anyhow, so that was his view of the situation. This is what Aaron Judge had to say after the game when he was asked about how he saw it. I'm sorry. After you got hit, you could have escalated the situation. You de-escalated it by motioning to the dugout, seemingly asking for calm. Why, why did you take that approach? Uh, just just knowing the situation and um, you know it's it's a close game and 
you know, at first you're pissed and I was pissed, but I don't need anybody else getting thrown out, you know, for me, you know, getting hit. So I was just kind of moving on to the next play. I know Rizzo had a big at bat behind me and, you know, it's, you know, I'd, I'd be a little happier with getting a couple of runs and, you know, us brawling out there and losing a couple of guys. We're not all the same. Uh, we'll keep it between each other. After you stepped up first, you kind of walked and met Manoa halfway between the mound mm-hmm. at first. What caused you to usually after guys get hit, you don't see that kind of interaction between the pitcher and guy that he mm-hmm. What motivated you to do that? We just had some stuff to say and that was about it, you know, and move on. Was it amiable? <laughs> Um, I don't think I know what that word means, but <laughs> yeah, it's we, we took care of business and you know move on. Amiable, anyhow, uh, uh, that was Aaron Judge. Garrett Cole was asked about his uh, his actions by Yankees reporters, and you got to listen. You got to listen to this answer. Listen to the pauses and everything. This was Garrett Cole when asked about his. Uh, challenging move if you want to call it that towards Alec Manoa when judge got hit there in the fifth you jumped out of that dugout pretty quickly did you think that that was intentional or is it just a situation where they hit one of your guys yeah I wasn't sure what caused that to be a reaction from you I mean you were yeah Aaron got hit and we've been dusted several times so kind of looked at you and said looked at the bench as a whole dug out as a whole and kind of said calm down yeah I mean he's playing the diffuser I guess does that provide some kind of surge of energy in the dugout I mean my heartbeat was going but I don't <laughs> um I don't know um did it feel like it did for me for I mean I don't know I was just locked I don't know I was just uh I guess I was just on one today. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was just on one today. I, I think that means that he was still thinking about getting a, that that guy that was standing up, giving him the giving him the finger when he came <laughs> off on Saturday, and telling him to go bleep himself. And then uh, I think it's that's New York. You should be used to it. Anyhow, uh, that was good. And, and you you could tell it's one of those things where. The game's over. Garrett Cole, I'm sure he's looked around and realized, like, the guys in the clubhouse aren't exactly rushing to his defense. I mean, nobody's calling him out no or anything. Question. But I think guys, guys, it was performative. Like, let's just say it was it was performative. Look my, at me. I had a bad start. Now I got to go I'm out and act teammate. like I'm taking yeah. up from my team. Come on. And uh, as my friend Barker says... Aaron Judge versus Alec Manoa. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't that's know. That's must watch TV right in yeah, itself. I'm not Judge certain can that take it, care of himself. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm certain Aaron Judge can take care of himself. Let's see sure. what. Let's let's see what Aaron Boone, the Yankees manager, who by the way, Aaron Boone has had Aaron Boone Man. might get manager of the year. Might get the manager of the year award this year for his comments this whole weekend. Aaron Boone would turn into a media star this weekend. But let's. This was Aaron Boone after after Sunday's game and after that little incident? Sometimes, you know, we, we get caught up in this intentional thing. Like, if it's not intentional, then fine. You know, sometimes I, we have a different take on that. When your dude gets hit, usually gets your attention. So I don't think it was intentional. Um, but, you know, it, thought every, it kept everyone's focus, and, you know, we moved on from it. Yeah. 
it I wasn't say, intentional. I, I, I love how it, it's it's almost like that's the reason why they won the game. It's, it has nothing to do it's with hot. Adam Simber doubled up on a bad slider, threw it right down the middle to a guy that hit a homer in 51 games. Like I, and Lou Trevino, and Lou Trevino me, came in and gave you two and that, a third. That for me is a bit strong, but I mean, if that's the excuse they want to use, and that's what gets them hot, yeah, and, and they think that's, boat, they, they think that's going to work, I don't think that's that's the case. <laughs> but it's yeah, look, it's a, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors occasionally, and and yeah. September 26th and 28th at the Rogers Centers the next time the Yankees. What do you think? Somebody's getting hit? No, hell no. That's what you think. But this is why, this is the memory that, that, that that came back to me as, as a result of, as a result of that. Uh, I'm thinking back to 2000, was it 2016? Uh, Yankees and Jays, September, boy, September 27th, 2016. Yankees and Jays. Yankees aren't going to the postseason. Jays are going to the postseason. Dugout clearing incident. Joaquin Benoit, who was pitching pretty well for the Blue Jays then, races out of the dugout mm -hmm. in one of those stupid brawls, tears his calf. Mm -hmm. His year is done. So I, th this is what I was thinking of. Yankees, Jays, maybe meeting again in September. My sense is this is, it's not over, but I think both of these teams realize that there's there's nothing to be gained. Uh, there's nothing to be gained by carrying, I, I think by carrying this I on. I think it's That's a big, a big time moment. You're down in a game. You know how you're trying to get the dude out. They've been trying to get him out the entire series the same way. You yeah. got to crowd him and expand with a secondary pitch away to try and give him to swing over that to, to cheat a little. It's late in the we season. Spent, Guys, we spent, you know what? Slower. We spent two years got to. talking about that. How how the Jays don't always do that. Yeah, and occasionally you got to draw a line in the sand and say you don't like it. You know where I'm standing. Come on out here and get you some. So you got I, I, you, both sides. You know I, the, the I Garrett Cole thing. I'm not sure I like that. I mean that's that's Listen, I mean, even I, his teammate really can't take that seriously. I think everything. But Judge handled it right, the right way. Alec Manoa handled it the right way, and you move on. Judge, everybody handled it the right way. Absolutely. And Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole Look had over a at me. <laughs> Garrett Cole gave Hold us something back. to talk I'll, about. I'll do it. I Garrett promise. Cole gave us something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was all good. It was boys being boys. Good, Everybody's clean fun. One of At the those. end of the day, where you where you got the no guy that likes topsy, no the foul. guy that likes to chirp and he'll do it from a, from a really far distance and and you know it's the hold me back thing. Well, that's <laughs> Gary Cole. Uh, we'll be joined later on in the show by Jim Cott, oh. Hall of Fame uh, pitcher who had the call of the Apple game on Friday. Was it the Apple? No, not the Apple game uh, on Friday. No, no, no. God, no. no. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I'm not going to get caught nice. on that. Yeah, it, was, nice. it was not. Jim Jim Cott, I apologize for yeah. saying you were part of that <laughs> gong show. Um, I, I apologize profusely. Anyhow, nice. Jim Cott had, uh, I believe that was his final call uh, earlier this week. Uh, last 65 week, years say. in baseball. Is that is that a long time? That's almost as long as me. And uh, 40 as a broadcaster and 25. We'll talk to Jim Cott. Throwing balls and strikes. Terrific. That's what an athlete, man. What he an, made 40. What listen an to this for a second. He made 40 starts three different seasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, 
And he, hey, and if I'll tell you, he was making like, thirty starts. And now, it's something to talk about. He made forty, and he was not on a pitch count. <laughs> no, no, his pitch count was what day is it? It's yeah. Monday. I'm working today. <laughs> uh, anyhow, Jim Cottle join us later on in the show. Always look forward to uh, to talking to Jim. But uh, when we come back, Caleb Joseph, former Blue Jays catcher and Sportsnet analyst, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. Because as a catcher, you know, these catchers see this thing. I'm going to ask Caleb. When do baseball players know? And I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to get you in the conversation, but we're going to focus on Garrett Cole. When do baseball players know it's all BS? Or when do they take it seriously? Now, the reason I'm asking Caleb Joseph is Caleb, Caleb Joseph had a front row seat, literally, for a lot of the shenanigans between the Orioles and the Blue Jays. Remember when Darren O'Day and Jose Batista. So I'm going to talk about that. We're going to talk about when do you know it's real and when do you know it's performative. Caleb Joseph is next. It's Blair and Barker for a Monday on Sportsnet 590. The Fan, the Sportsnet Radio Network, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe I should apologize to my mom who's watching for giving the finger on the air. Hi, Mom. Sorry about that, Mom. Why don't you apologize to me for the way you've talked to me for... Eight years. Wait, why did okay. you? Why did you? You looked at your watch. Because I was trying years. to remember how many. What are you timing every second that you have to uh, spend with me? Yeah, yeah. Price is going up, Jeff. And every now and then, you know, you just you gotta let it go and then you keep forgetting you're on TV and you know, at least I'm not eating stuff or anything like that. But uh, I think I think I think the raised middle fingers lost something. I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't even respond. If someone gives that. it to me, I don't even respond to it. So you're used to getting it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, uh, I drive in the gardener every day. Uh, it's a good day when that's all you're getting is a raised middle finger. We should all go walk on the gardener. Well, there are times where you can because the traffic isn't moving. Um, Jim Cott will join us later on in the show. Jays have today off, and then they uh, take on the Boston Red Sox with Fenway. This is like the best road trip of the year. Are they in the Boston only, the only today or, or New York? Yeah, they chartered out afterwards. That kind of sucks because New York's a better place to spend an off day than Boston. Um, it's big leagues. I still, but I, I mean, that, that, that was such a great road trip. An off day in New York. In the summer, yeah, it's tough to go to oh, your, your five star. Pick up the phone in your five star hotel and say, "Hey, can I have some room service?" Not get up till two o'clock in the afternoon. That's there, tough. That's hard. There ought to be there uh, ordering room service in New York. It ought to be a grounds for for capital punishment. You're in like the greatest eating it's a city to in the get planet. Out. Why would you try and do it if You're, you don't want? It's to? a hassle. What taking the elevator down from your five star hotel Going and getting in a cab, and walking around. And- who wants to do that all the it's time? It's like the greatest city on the planet for eating. In North America, anyhow. One of the greatest cities. And you're ordering room service. You know, $43 omelet. I'll say it again. It's the big leagues. Yeah. Well, who 
go down. Their checks are Go bigger. down to the village, spend all day in the patio, walk around, do some shopping. So you pay see 43, some live music. You pay $43 plus walking there, or I pay $43 in my room not moving. So what's the difference? Anyhow. So they'll open a three-game series against the Red Sox at Fenway. Uh, Nathan Uvalde, by the way, was scheduled to start on Tuesday. He's been pushed back. Ah, <laughs> feels so bad for the Red Sox. Did you see any of the uh, little? See any of the Little League Classic yesterday? I did. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, that part of it was. The two teams that I was watching. Yeah, look, the the you know, I know everybody like, likes to root for the Orioles. I'm not in that camp just yet. Oh man. I mean, I look. I I like the manager. I, I like where they're going. You like- I think they have a blueprint on how to do it now, and you don't have to have you know the legit names. That you're gonna have to pay a bazillion dollars to if you you know you had the right scouting and you you make them throw the right pitches or you push them, urge them in the right direction. I'll tell you what, man. They got a chance, but you know. I like me. I like me some Adley Rushman, man. He's almost. Almost enough to make Orioles fans forget Caleb Joseph. Do we have Caleb? <laughs> Caleb Joseph joins us from Blair well Barker. I was looking for That's a. Well uh, I was looking and for you segue. And you okay, did yeah, it. but uh, Caleb, thanks for joining us. Now, okay, you got it. You sent you you texted me this stuff, and I I or you sent me. I should say, a, yeah, you texted me, and I apologize because you're for some reason your name doesn't pop up in my phone. It just I got your number, and there's all these oil paintings. It, it, they're Bob Ross oil. We got to put the Bob Ross thing to rest. Did you really take a Bob Never. Ross, Bob Ross painting course, Caleb? Caleb, dum 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 dum. Well, <laughs> so he you didn't did hear. Such it. A, you he see, didn't you hear did such a good job on that lead in, and it didn't matter. He didn't hear any of that. Zero. None of that. So uh, it means I got to go back and wait. Anyhow, so Caleb sent us his text. You, you, you got the same text with all these paintings, right? I did, yes. He has yeah. a hobby, Jeff. He's a painter. It's a hobby. You should try it sometime. Well, I got what hobbies. is your hobby? What is it? Name one. My hobby? Instead of walking down your neighborhood staring at people while they fix their house <laughs> with like an odd look. Yeah, <laughs> That's missed, not a hobby. Missed a spot right over there. <laughs> that brick's not supposed to be that, isn't supposed to be that far out, is it? Um, yeah, no. Uh, there he there, is. There he is. No, he hey. Hey. hey, there you are, Caleb. I'm I, I not just, moving. Oh, <laughs> man, I just. Jeff talked to himself for five minutes. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was just, just, another, just another day in paradise. Dude. Yeah, well, it's becoming the normal when you call me is you're going to end up talking to yourself because I can't hold a call. Well, I don't know about that. I was No, I was just saying that, first of all, I, I had a nice kind of, I thought, a pithy line about how Adley Rushman was making Orioles fans forget Caleb Joseph. And yeah, then, I heard that, yep. Oh, you uh-huh. did? And then and then the painting thing. You're, you are a painter. Yes. That is a hobby. Yes, it is. I, I grew up watching Bob Ross with my grandfather as a young kid, and look, after major league games, you're so wound up, ready to go adrenaline-wise that a lot of guys use different types of downers. I used uh, Bob Ross as my downer. So I started watching episodes after games, and he just put me right to sleep. So uh, oh, about 100 episodes in, I figured, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. I think I can do it. He's making me believe I can paint. And my wife was like, absolutely no chance. And I said, all right, prove it. Like, 
buy me the set. I'll go try and do it. So I've been doing it for four or five years, and wow. I, I can did actually you, did, make them look uh, decent. Did you speak the language like the happy little tree in the corner? It's missing. You know, you need a cloud. Uh, you speak the language? Uh, yeah, uh, I can, yes. Um, when I'm in my corner by myself, I, it's more his voice. I'm not uh, oh, doing it Jesus. out I loud. I don't want to be that much of a weirdo. So, but yeah, happy trees. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Magnificent mountains. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I what can't a, believe you didn't know who Bob Ross is. Well, no, crazy. I never, I, I, he's the only guy on planet Earth, him and Joe Siddle, that don't know who that is. <laughs> no, a legend. He, he wasn't. Absolutely. Okay, I'll turn it around. Do you guys know who the friendly giant is? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> How do you know who the friendly giant is? You don't either. <laughs> All right, enough, enough of that. All right, listen, I'm going to have to watch this Bob Ross dude. Is he doing? Is he doing new stuff or? Or he's oh he's dead. No, he's, he's passed. Really? Oh, he's, he's passed. passed. Okay, okay. I'll I'll yeah. uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to. Anyhow, it uh, it's worth it. Okay, it all right, all right. Uh, speaking of speaking of friendly giant, Aaron Judge, Alec Manoa, three rounds. Now let's say five rounds. Mm. Who wins? Fourteen oh, seconds. <laughs> I had I yeah I had a a former teammate of mine ask me about that yesterday, and I said that's two two bohemists exchanging words and the funny thing is I, I think they were the most calm people in that entire situation right mm-hmm. um that would be so interesting because those are two absolute giants i judge has probably got a little bit of a reach advantage because of the height but i mean Manoa's a bull it would be fun to watch them go after it let me ask you this caleb between when uh, we saw the whole incident with garrett cole and everything we, we've been kind of having fun with this but look ball players when when is it real and when is it performative? Like how many guys are going to be looking at Garrett Cole and thinking, "Oh, really?" When you're catching, can you tell the difference? <laughs> oh yeah, when he starts running out to the freaking pitchers around to start throwing haymakers, you know. I mean, like yeah, that that's what you can tell. Otherwise, it's kind of you know the whole like you said. I think you even said it yesterday after the game. Hold me back. No, wait here. Come on, here, guys. Hold me back. All the time. That's all. Yeah, it's false enthusiasm. You want to get after it? Go out there and start throwing haymakers. And I've been a part of a couple where it's like, okay, here they start jabbing, and then I mean, Manny Machado took off after Jordan Ventura, and uh, <laughs> boom. I mean, and I was like, here we go. You know, so then you start running out. Then you're going, please don't hit me in the face, somebody, because I'm just out here trying to pull somebody off somebody. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all just BS until somebody actually charges and does something, which happens, what, once or twice a year? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you see Alec Manoa throw, you know, it's a process here. He, he's learning on the fly when he doesn't have his sinker, because he said after the game, I haven't had that thing in forever. And I'm fighting through it just to give my team a chance to win a baseball game. But as a catcher, you watch these games a little closer than most people. You can pick up on certain things. Are you seeing certain things with Alec that impresses you, I guess? Impresses? Yeah, like, you know, it's he's a young guy. It's the mental oh, yeah. grind of, you know, I got to get through this because my team counts on me a lot. I can't go through. Yo. There's no excuses for me not having my pitch. Is there certain things that you're picking up at, that other people won't see? Yeah, the ability to uh, escape damage and limit damage and do it within uh, some really manageable pitch counts. I mean, you can't go – as many innings as he has gone without being able to manage innings via pitches. It's so easy for guys to derail their entire outing after they've gone uh, a tough first inning, a tough third inning, and thrown 27, 28 pitches in both of those innings. Now you're stacked up against the pitch count. And 
he finds a way to step off. I just, I love when he steps off and he, it's not, it's not a show. He's really gathering his thoughts. And we've talked about it before, how amazing that is in terms of maturity to be able to back off and gather his thoughts and, and make that adjustment. Yes, you're right. He hasn't really had that sinker, but being able to pitch around without his weapons. I mean, imagine some pitchers in the big leagues and even a couple on the staff, if they didn't have their, their kind of big weapon, where would they be? And for this guy to be doing it for a couple weeks now, it's just evident that he's getting into territory where he hasn't been before and his body's trying to figure this out, even though he is a massive human. It's just uncharted territory for him to be able to continue and figure this out and give the team a chance to win. Just give them a chance to win has been so impressive, even without kind of that big sinker which uh, really sets up his whole game plan. Caleb, what would be a red flag for you with Alec Manoa? Because, you know, it was interesting hearing him talk after the game. And also Nelson, Nelson Cortez hasn't been, uh, Cortez hasn't been in this situation before either. And he was talking about the stuff that he's looking for that tells him. And first of all, he said, I feel fine. My body feels good. Um, And that was, there's sort of, there were, there were similar comments between the two of them, but what would be a red flag for you? Because I, I, I think, Cortez mentioned that one of the things is he, you know, he said, if I'm okay mechanically, I can get by those days where I don't feel as strong as I, you know, as I, as I should feel. If I'm a little fatigued, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't affect my mechanics, I can get through it. Yep. That's the big thing is the, the legs are the first to go, right? So pitchers, their legs are the first to go. As soon as their legs go, then they start really making all kinds of different adjustments and, throwing a lot of things off with their hand and their arm placement and if they can keep those legs in a good position the arms pretty much going to follow behind it and even though it might be not dragging but it might not feel great it's going to be in a position where they can execute a location so I think that's what Nestor is trying to say is if I can get my pitch to the right spot um, then I'm I'm probably going to be in a good in a good position so for me I, I look at the crispness and where the misses are so is is the does the pitch have the crispness of that maybe late action i'm not really worried about it even if it's 96 97 it Mm. does it have this for manoa does it have that late action uh with the sinker like is it staying true and then boom darting back towards uh the arm side is it going to be that can he get the slider to appear on that same plane as the sinker and then dart off of it it's just crispness and then obviously location because Manoa especially his stuff is so good it just plays up that fastball for some reason plays up so I never really worry about the velocity with him it's just all about crispness and actual location and if you're if you're losing that lower half it is going to be really tough to, to continue to throw the ball where you want and that's when you see some of these high arm side misses that are up and away to lefties but that's what I focus on, and, and he just he's hitting that territory where he's never been this 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 uh, deep into a season innings wise, just professionally at all. And so keeping him on the side of the plate that he needs to miss on is is incredibly important to 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 keep him out of damage and to set up the next pitch. Did you see enough from Jose Barrios' last start to tell you, bam, now we roll, now we got this? <laughs> I wish I watch this guy and I, I, I want to root for him so bad. Like I, I, this stuff is so good. And I want to come on and say, 
yep, that was it. You know, all it was was a slight adjustment with his hands instead of starting at the belt and coming up. But I, I just, I just don't trust him. I, for some reason, I want to, but I can't. And I don't know if it was more about Jose really doing a good job or the Yankees offense just being totally anemic to mm-hmm. any hitting. Um, I, I, I want to be an optimist. I hate kind of pessimism, but I did like his, I like the action on his stuff. I, I, th- I thought the Christmas was there. And look, I, I had a Ubaldo Jimenez, right? Not even close to uh, Barrios in terms of just overall output, but their pitches were kind of similar in terms of that big sinker. And the more that Ubaldo could get to his glove side, and everybody talks about fastball command with Barrios, the more he can get to his glove side, and get that sinker out there early on in the game, I really think it sets up well for him. And nobody swings at it. If he starts it on the outer half and it comes back towards that corner, those right-handers, they don't swing at it. They just give up. And so I personally would love to see him just continue to stay out there until they make him adjust. Sometimes, I've, I, as I've been thinking about Brios and looking back at some of his starts, I think they ask him to do too much too early. Okay, backdoor sinker, elevated heater, uh, uh, change up down and away, backdoor curve, back foot curve. And sometimes you can ask a guy to do too much, too quick with big movements. So keeping it really simple early on in the game for guys with big movements, I felt was always a really nice key. And I think he kept it pretty simple early on against the Yankees, and it put him in a good spot to execute his pitches. Well, as Nick starts against the Red Sox, that'll help, too. You know, they're Offensively, they're struggling, too. So, you know, he may be able to get away with some things. That'll be a plus. If they can get him going, keep him going, that's only going to help down the stretch. Now, I do want to ask you, let's move on a little bit. I do want to ask you about, I, we're, we're, me and Jeff are not going to be this show because they did take three out of four from the Yankees. But we did have some phone calls after the game on Jay's talk. I think it was last night about Vladdy hustling down the first baseline. And you're the perfect guy to ask this to because you're not too far removed from a baseball team, a baseball team that's trying to go where the Jays are trying to go. And I want to get your thoughts on what the, the teammates of Vladdy would think about big situation, bases loaded. He had said Lena to the shortstop balls bobbled doesn't run it out to first base. What what do you think his teammates, and what would you think if you're on the team with him about him not running hard down the first baseline? If that was the case, I would be chapped, absolutely chapped. But the good thing is I don't think anybody was chapped because when I went back and looked at it, it was almost a 100-mile-an-hour line drive off the bat. I've got the ability to look at the overhead camera. He takes a swing, and by the time he's – following through the balls already at the dirt. He actually runs out of the box. It's not just standing there. He's running, but then he picks it up and about the last 70 feet or so, he really kicks it into high gear. But that's a problem is perception is reality, right? Mm-hmm. So even if he's perceived that he's not running, it just becomes reality in the game. And so the best way, the best way to prevent this is Give your team the hard 45. The first 45, give it hard. And then you can shut it down. Because it's sort of unrealistic to ask any everyday player to just haul rear every single time, even though that's what I was supposed to do. And I know, Kevin, that's Me what too. you were supposed to do. No and question. We would do it. I mean, that was, that was happening. But if you're an everyday player, if you are Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the first 45 feet is the most important. Because then 
If you see the bobble, you continue and you make a quick play. All right. If you see him gather the ball and he already throws the ball and it's online, then you can start to shut it down. I learned that from Dave McKay, first base coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks, one of the best base running guys I've ever been around. And it was true because when you don't get out of the box super hard, it's almost impossible to make it up on the back end. But the good thing is Vladdy's not that guy. He's not that guy. He cares about what his teammates think of him, and he is not a lazy guy. He cares. I mean, think about all those, those foul balls behind the uh, first, base, uh, first base dugout at home in, in Rogers Center or where the first base coach is standing. He, he hauls rear to go try and get those balls. He cares about what his teammates think about him, and he doesn't want to be that guy. And so I think sometimes it's easy because when you watch the TV shot, you kind of think he just doesn't run. But he actually, as he follows through, he starts to take off. But perception is reality. And so if you can just give a a hard 45 feet, once you see him corral the ball and make the throw, then you can start to back off and shut it down. But if he bobbles it, now you're already in sprinting speed and you just follow through. But, yes, it's going to be an issue uh, until perception isn't reality. Caleb, do you get the sense that John Schneider, Pete Walker, and Matt Bushman have got this bullpen figured out now? They've got their roles assigned. They know who they're going to go to in a particular situation. It sure seems like it. And to be honest with you, I, I, I like it. I, I like kind of where they're at. I love the addition of, of Bass and Pop bringing kind of a sinker aspect a real sinker aspect you have garcia that has more of that runner mm-hmm. um simber it's he's he's a jenny finch guy throwing that that up fastball the real sinker just adds another one of those elements right um to the to the pin and i i think they're able to combat kind of all those different swing planes and swing paths but yeah i like where they're at um i i will say the only thing that does scare me is the is the slug against the bullpen. So mm-hmm. it's they they do okay, but when they give it up, it's it's with high slug. That's what scares me. Um, and but I, I think they've done a nice job of really solidifying where they were. Goodness, a month ago, mm-hmm. six weeks ago, uh, much much better. But slug out of the bullpen does absolutely scare me because that's 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 you know that's the two run, that's the three run homer that can really flip-flop the game uh, with not many outs to play with on offense. Caleb, really good of you to do this, man. Thanks so much. We'll see you. I guess we'll see you this okay. weekend, correct? Yes, I'll be up there. Can't wait to see you guys. Go nice. paint some uh, happy mountains, okay? <laughs> we will. I'll, I'll go find some nice little fluffy clouds to stare at. <laughs> you need some fluffy ca- clouds. Yeah, I do need you some do. fluffy clouds. You Thanks, do. Caleb. See you later. See you, fellas. Bye-bye. All right. Caleb Joseph. It's interesting about the running it out. The first base. Nah, I like the way he. I, I like. I like the way Caleb. Caleb put it. I, look, as I've said, I just. I cut guys a break. I really do. I cut guys a break in August. I cut guys who play every day uh, a break. I. I've just. I listen. I have seen so many examples of false hustle. That, I just like I said, I cut guys a break. I mean, Jim Edmonds. I look guys that cover Jim Edmonds. Great defensive center fielder. The master of false hustle. Oh, would catch it and then die? Oh, the master <laughs> of false hustle. <laughs> the master. And there's a lot of Not that. I'm real that, sure you can do that running to first base, though. Well, can you, you false can, hustle to first base? I, I think every now and then. If 
I have no problem. If a guy thinks he's out, save it. I'd rather save your legs for going first to third. That's just me. That's just me. But some people would say he's 23 years old. Yeah. What are you saving your legs for? Well, I'm 24 years old. 23 years old. Yeah, but <laughs> like, he's playing. He's 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 playing every day. I, I I get I get what you guys are saying, and I understand that it. I don't mean to disparage you and Caleb. I understand, guys. There are some guys who have. Let's face it. There are some guys who have to hustle every play. There's some guys who don't. Vladdy. That's just the way it. That's the way it is. And I would rather. I trust Vladdy enough. And I've seen enough out of Vladdy that I'm willing to cut him slack here. I, I I just keep reminding people to go back and read what was written and was said about Vladdy three years ago and look where he is now. And if you're really, like, set on hammering the dude because he didn't run out, he didn't sure. run it out the first base on August 21st, 21st Go that, ahead. That is why I started I'd suggest, the question. Personally, I'd suggest you watch hockey. If, I, if that's going to stick in your craw, then go watch hockey. I wanted to make sure I started the question by saying they did take three out of four from the yes. Yankees, and I, we're not going to be that show. But it is. The, I, I just wondered about a guy not that's too a far fair removed. fair question. From Listen, the, fans are from, asking it. No question. Fair question. No question. So if you don't like it, look. Yell and scream, throw something at your TV. Or call Blue Jays talk immediately following every Blue Jays game. 416-870-0590, star 591 590 is the text line. And you can call us and you can vent. We will let you. I mean, we, we, that's, that's what we're there for. You can just call us and you can rip Vladdy because he didn't run to first base. But just remember, he, he's a big piece to this team. I mean, yes. and remember what your team just did. On the road, I know that team's struggling, but you still, still got to beat Yankees. them. You still got to beat them. Still the Yankees. And they did, three out of four. They beat them three of four. Anyhow, uh, DMs are open, by the way, for Barker's back leg bit, so if you want to dump on Vladdy, feel free to do it. But again, don't forget Blue Jays talk after every game. Not tonight. Not tonight, because there's no game. But if, I mean, if you feel like dump, Barker and I are there to be dumped on, believe me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That didn't sound right, I but you know not. what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, Jim Cott is a Hall of Famer. Jim Cott will join us next. It's Blair and Barker on 590-360, the Sportsnet Radio Network, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.